Hello, my friend. My name's Alexis, and I am honored to be sharing this time with you. This episode feels extremely special. And before I dive into the details of what I think the power and gifts inside this episode are, there are some things I want to tell you. Right now, I'm sitting in the corner studio all by myself, and the notebook that has today's notes for this recording is sitting right in front of me. And the cover of this notebook is full of text. I like when my notebooks hype me up. You know the ones I'm talking about. Imagination leads to creation. Hustle and grind, earn that dime. You get the picture. But I have a confession to make. Most of the time when I buy these notebooks, I don't actually need them. I'm literally buying them for the message on the cover. And I just say to myself, one day I'm probably going to need this. And today, on this very early morning, these words are meant to be shared with you. Finding yourself is not really how it works. You aren't a $10 bill in last winter's coat pocket. You are also not lost. Your true self is right there, buried under cultural conditioning, other people's opinions, and inaccurate conclusions you drew as a kid that became your beliefs about who you are. Finding yourself is actually returning to yourself and unlearning and excavation, a remembering who you were before the world got its hands on you. The reason this episode is so powerful is because I have a conversation with Shannon, my mom and co-host, about the power of choosing our habits how we can reframe self-sabotaging thoughts, and I share my step-by-step process to building habits and sticking with them. These techniques can improve small daily habits and over time have the power to cause some massive transformations. Listen to this episode with an open mind, and if you apply these techniques, you will be on the path to remembering who you were before the world got its hands on you. It is my honor to present the gifts within Evolving Truths conversation number six. Love that. How are you doing, mom? I'm okay. I was planning to go do a quick walk with the dog and then go do my first trail run. Since being sick, knew pretty quickly on the walk that that's not going to happen. So. Violet and I just made our own little loop and did five miles. Just slow and lots of breaks, lots of hawking loogies. And but you're still getting time on your feet and you're still getting movement. Yeah. And yeah. So hopefully, also oh, man, it is hot here. It's hot here. Yeah. You have air conditioning. True. Good point. But yeah, it's warm. So I might have to adjust training a little bit or be okay with five, six, seven miles walking. I would say don't rule out tomorrow being the possibility of something new. Part of what I learned with the concussion recovery is we get to the point where we're like, eh, I'm comfortable. Like this is good. This is what I can do. So even when you're walking or if that's what you do decide to do, try maybe try running, you know, a couple intervals and just do it yeah. that way. Yeah. I'll see how I feel tomorrow morning. Might just take Violet to the trail and we'll go attempt it. But 
met with my coach this afternoon. So then we talked through how to adjust this, how to start next week. I'd already gone in and put all my training for next week. We're going to New Mexico and doing that half marathon, which I just signed up for. Then I was like, oh man, maybe I shouldn't have signed up for that, but it'll be a good no, way to keep it me. in your mind. You'll do it. Yeah. Get out and do it. It's a heavy half. It's 14.7 miles. Hopefully by end of next week, that gives me a good gauge of where I'm at. And then we can just adjust the remaining like weeks in the plan. So yeah, it's all positives. It's good. It was just a little bit of a bummer. That was my plan and it didn't get to happen. And But we adjusted. Listen to my book. Well, and having that bummer is so important also. Experiencing both. Right. Is actually the process. Right. I know. So it's valid. I did have a little one spot in my head that came to me today of what if I'm not going to be able to run this? And when I was talking with my coach, she was like, your mind's going to be playing a lot of these games, which I know. And she's like, so movement. So if that thought starts to creep in, get yourself outside, do a quick walk, movement, do something, just move and then go, okay, I moved. Movement, but add with your movement say to yourself that is not the story that I am going to believe or is this a loving thought or just say change I learned that from the Joe Dispenza book that you're listening to is we have a negative thought and we catch ourselves thinking it literally say the word change out loud or to yourself and then tell yourself what you want to say tell yourself the story you want to believe I am going to run this yeah that's a good that's a good thing to add to it thank you for that Doing both the action and the words, mom, you just brought me full circle because after the last episode, you asked me the question, how did I start reading so much? After that recording, I really sat with that question and thought about it. And I missed explaining the most important part. You just touched on it. So if that's Okay. okay. I had to get out of my own way when it came to reading. And let me explain what that means. We buy a book, we put it on this list of, oh, I really want to read this book. But did you choose to read it? Or is it a recommendation to you? Is it a topic that you've been interested in? Personally, in the past, been someone who buy a book and it just sits there. Right. I have a few like that. Chase what you're interested in and let that be the topic. Because if it's a book that you think that you should read, and I'm putting should in quotes, oh, I should read this book, you're going to be less inclined to pick it up because it somehow feels like a have to. It feels like a task. Like an obligation. Yeah. Thank you. That was the very first thing that I had to get out of my head. I had books on my nightstand and I wouldn't touch them. And then every time I'd look at them, I would be like, oh, there's another thing I'm failing at. I will start tomorrow because today I'm too tired. I have no follow through. I can't finish what I start. No wonder I don't deserve what I want because I can't even pick up a freaking book. And jump in here. Please tell me, am I the only one that when I see a book sitting on my nightstand, I'm like, oh, well, didn't freaking do that. I don't know that I've ever thought about it. This way, I feel like you you dove a little deeper than than I've I've ever done when it comes to thinking about that. 
but I can see your points about it. I would look at the book and I would feel guilt. Yeah. I don't know that that's something I necessarily would say I feel. I have a great friend who's a librarian, works at the library, and she's like, if a book doesn't have you by 50 pages at the latest 100, give it. But she's like, don't, because there are so many books out there to read. I almost needed permission. Like I almost needed someone to say that to me and say it in that way. I guess my guilt comes from, I didn't finish the book or, oh, I think I wanted to read that. Or Lexis told me to read this book and I still haven't read this book. I'll start to have some of those thoughts. Initially, I just had to notice the fact that when I looked at the book on my nightstand that I had not touched, I felt bad about myself. This was the first thing I had to get over. You know, I can't, I couldn't even get out of my own way to pick up the book. How crazy is that? We are our own obstacles. Mm -hmm. That is true. I moved some of the books. I just straight up know I'm not going to read this away from the nightstand. I put it on a bookshelf. I didn't feel bad about it. I was like, that material just is not speaking to me right now. But the ones that I did want to read, I left them there. And every time I looked at them and had more of a negative thought come up, I had to reframe it for myself to the point of saying, okay, Lex, you're not less worthy because you didn't pick up that book today. Okay, Lex, you didn't make time for that today and you are going to make time for it. That was a bit, ooh, that was a big one. Let me say that again. This is not something that you chose to do today. Oh, yeah, I like that reframe. I have used that so much. I'm telling myself I chose not to. And then it means the next time that I have an opportunity to choose, I can choose to do it or not do it and be aware that I'm making a choice. Right. And then let me tell you what happened after this. Okay. This is where I started to see the magic of changing my mindset towards reading happen. I would walk up to my nightstand, look at it and maybe have the thought like, oh, I should. And then I would stop myself and I would say to myself, what would a person that reads do? And then I would just magically freaking pick up the book and spend five minutes or 10 minutes or five pages or two pages or one sentence reading it. And that is how I built my habit of reading. And full transparency, I didn't read yesterday. Like I'm not superhuman here in my habits by any means, but I am working so diligently (laughs) to install them and just notice a habit is a choice. I want to choose to do the things that the person I am trying to be would do. And I'm not only just choosing them, I am then taking the action. Once I posed that question to myself, what would a person that reads do? It was like, great, I'm going to pick up this book instead of turn on Netflix tonight. Or I'd pick up the book for 10 minutes and then give myself Netflix after that, because why can't I have both of the things that I want in life? Valid. You can. Totally. No one had asked me, how are you reading so much? Thanks for that question. I had to remove my limiting negative beliefs about why I was not going to pick up this book. I had to get my own emotional boundary out of the way so that I could become a reader. Yeah. You just laid out really clearly how to think about things in our lives that we want to change or want to adjust. You pose some really good questions that can be applied to anything. In my case, I want to be a person who runs ultras. What would a person who runs ultras do today? 
I couldn't do what I wanted. So what would I do? Being able to reframe it that way is such a great way of making positive changes in our lives and adjusting things that we want to. And it can be applied to anything, which is exactly what you just said. I want you to know that like the way that we change our mindset is the model of how I became a reader. The way we become an ultra runner is becoming an ultra runner and doing the things that the person that would run an ultra would do. Right. And that to me is the most exciting part about the human experience. We literally can become anything, set your mind to it and just start doing the things that you think that person would be doing. And even if you're wrong, you are learning the path of not that way. And let me tell you, I have walked so many freaking paths of that. And even to this day, they suck going through it in the moment. But I am so grateful for them. Because you still learn from them if you're paying attention and willing to look at it. Oh, it didn't have to be in the moment. No way. When I was in the suck, I don't know that I was totally and completely grateful. I could, yes, see opportunities for both, but like, Full-blown concussion recovery, no, I was not seeing the silver lining. Thinking about the ultra, we don't know what we're going to be grateful for while it's happening. So on October 1st, when you get to the end of your 55K and you are exhausted and elated all at once, you will be able to say back to the time where you're like, yep, July 20th, I was really grateful for that walk. You are doing it by going on that walk today, mom, you are still doing it. You are in the process. You are on your way. Thanks, Lex. A little motivational boost. My pleasure. This is it. This is the story as to how we change our lives. This is what is standing in front of everyone. A habit is a choice and each person's story is different and each application is different, but It's a universal process. I really do believe that. Yeah, and these things are small shifts. We talk to ourselves all the time and as a general rule, don't have a problem saying things to ourselves that are negative and not that great. And so instead, observing that thought, doing exactly what you said with just like change, like I know I want to change this right now, change, and then reframing that question or reframing that thought And at first that might sound like a ton of work and it is work. It does require really being mindful about things and willing to observe ourselves in these situations and take that next step to ask that different question. If we're having a conversation with someone and they make a negative statement for our friend, we're usually pretty quick to try and help them reframe that taking that same practice really and putting it in our own lives to the point where it's something that we do just naturally. It just happens. And even to the point where those new thoughts and ones that are leading us more in the direction that we want to go become the thoughts that now come occur naturally. They become your new habitual thought process and it is positive. I have never felt so present in my life And I believe that it is the fact that I am not criticizing myself every single second of every single day for what I am not doing or for what I have done wrong in the past. And look how much that's opened up for you. I'm grateful that you said these could seem small. Learning the habit to read could seem small. Learning the habit to train for a 55K, that's not so small. That's like a pretty big deal, but it's still an intentional 
thing. Right. Where I'm going with this is as I applied this technique to small things in my life, reading, emotional boundaries, and the habit of washing my face at night. I am not a nighttime face washer, and I have never been in my entire life for whatever reason. Actually, I can tell you the reasons. I hate when the water runs down my arms and it gets all over the sink. Like, I cannot stand that. It drives me nuts. I have avoided washing my face at night because of that. And, you know, probably just the fact that I want to go to bed. So Um, how about like becoming a person who flosses? Oh, yes. That is such a good one. That is such a good one. I have done other small things in my life. I know that I want to live presently. And here's a crazy one, mom. I want you to try this. It is going to blow your mind. The next time you brush your teeth, try to just stand in front of the mirror and not do anything other than brush your teeth. Mm. Okay. Now I have an electric toothbrush. It goes for two minutes. It is a perfect timing. You will be amazed at how challenging it is. Yeah. And then I mean, usually as I walk you're around turning there, off lights. Yep. And then as you're standing there and you don't have to look at yourself, like you don't have to be staring yourself in the eye, but as you're doing it, your body will physically turn to walk out of the bathroom and you will just go. Right. So keeping your feet planted there while you brush your teeth, try that and let me know. Okay, I'll try that. Sometimes when I'm brushing my teeth, though, full disclosure, I am practicing my belly dancing moves because it's a good spot to do it. I could see that. But do you understand (laughs) that I'm trying just trying to help us be more present, right? So applying these small techniques, these small changes to things internally, this is where it goes to the next level. I was building steam and then I started to do it without realizing it. And even though there's ebbs and flows, right? Like there's days that I don't read and full transparency last night, I didn't wash my face either, but I guarantee today I'm going to each time there's going to be an ebb and flow. But once I started doing them in these small areas, it got bigger and bigger and bigger. And now I am in a new state. I am in a new career. I am doing these podcasts with you. I am coaching others. I am public speaking. I am writing. And it came from these little installations of habits. The ones that don't seem to matter. Momentum. I think we've used that word a few times. And when you do these little things for yourself, it does build like a snowball going down or putting a penny in a piggy bank every single day. After a while, those pennies are going to add up. I think it's been a really fun conversation and probably something that we can leave with people to think about in their life. Message us, let us know. What would you say? I want to be a person who... Dot, dot, dot. I'd love to hear that. How about you? Yes, please. I want to know, please try the toothbrushing thing. Please try any other times of presence. Please tell us who you want to be and what would that person go do? Let us know. And you crushed it, mom. Thanks for letting me go down this rabbit hole. I'm glad I got that off my chest because it feels like a secret that everyone needs to know about. Yeah. I like that you say secret, yet it's something that seems so practical. There's small steps. There are little things that you can do that then when you put them one on top of the other, I think actually I haven't read it, but I feel like I have one. I read something today and it said, you want to go from A to Z, but you can't get from A to B. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that true? How powerful is that? Yeah. 
So on that note, we'll see you next week for another conversation. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to the message of this episode. Habits are a choice and dedicated practice of the mindset techniques in this episode will lead you to realizing two things. The first is that the simple things in life are the most extraordinary. And second, you are capable at any time of doing what you dream up. We would love to support you as you begin to form new habits in your own life. Go to evolvingtruthspodcast.com and fill out the Connect Through Conversation form and let us know what habit you want to build and the action you will commit to doing. Thank you for your valuable time. Please share the messages of this episode with anyone that could use some encouragement. We get what we give. If my mom and I are totally your cup of tea, please follow the show and leave a five-star rating and review. We are excited to be back next week. But until then, remember, life is beautiful and we are witness to its magic. Have a good one. You are listening to the Evolving Truths Podcast, produced and edited by Alexis Lopez, associate producer Shannon Day, recorded from the Corner Studio in conjunction with Alexis Ray Enterprises. The artwork for this project was created by Julie B. Salazar and is entitled Celebration from the Inner Landscape Print Series. For more information about Shannon and Alexis and to find ways to connect to this community visit EvolvingTruthsPodcast.com. Thank you.